0: We have been looking on Sunday nights uh, out of the darkness. Things that God can bring to us out of the darkness, out of darkness in our lives. Uh, sometimes we get into a dark place that God just uh, brings us to. And if God ain't bringing you a dark place in your life just to leave you there, to discourage you. But God's got something better on the other side that when you come through, you're better off than when you went, went through it. And we've been looking at that, the dark places in uh, people's lives in the Bible. Uh, God said in Isaiah 45, I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of the secret place. Why? That thou may knowest that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Israel. God, God gave us in that dark place. Last week we looked at Pharaoh's dark place looking for somebody that has an answer, looking for somebody that uh, shows Christ, looking for somebody that uh, uh, can be a light in a dark place. I want to look at a dark place tonight in a different way. Something might help. I want to look at the Word of God in a dark place. The Word of God in a dark place. God can come out of the dark place. We're going to look at how the Word of God and our daily bread is just important as the manna was to the God's people in the Old Testament. Now, I want you to see that this manna, the bread of God, comes down out of a dark place. Numbers 11 9 says, uh, And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Aren't you glad God's doing something in the dark? Even when you're not aware of it, even while you're sleeping, God is bringing something down out of heaven to sustain them in the day of time. There are many times we've uh, come through a dark place and look back and see God has been doing something all along in that dark place. So tonight I want to look at the Word of God in a dark place. Exodus chapter number 16 Night. Exodus chapter 16. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sidon, Sinai, and the fifteenth day of the second month after their departure out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. They must have been Baptists. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we have died in the hand of the Lord of the land of Egypt? When we sat by the flesh pots and we did eat bread to the full and here yet brought us forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger, then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread upon heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every man every day that I may prove them that whether they will walk in my law or on. Look at verse number 31. And the house of Israel collected the name, uh, called that name of uh, thereof manna, and it was like quirning, seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. We just ask you to touch and lift us up and encourage us, help our hearts, help us to get closer to you, Lord, help us to see you in our life each and every day. Lord, some of us may be going through a dark place right now, but Lord, we know that you are in the dark place with us. And we'll praise you. We'll glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Every night out of the dark, God will send something sweet to sustain them after their dark place. I, I think we have heard so much that uh, it doesn't uh, uh, amaze anymore that people think about every night that they go to bed. And in the morning they, they wake up. And all the times uh, uh, the nations of uh, the Jews woke up in the morning and there would be the sweet bread. Every morning there it sustained them enough for every man, for every woman, for every boy, girl, and child. They could eat until they were full. Now they didn't get this where they had uh, uh, something happened to them and, uh, and you, you, what happened. One day they came down out of Egypt and they had no hope. God sent a man down to them. At first they rejected him. Moses, he got the answer. He told him, I've got a way out of Egypt. I've got a way out of bondage. I know how you can make it out. They needed a man to make an atonement. Something that shed blood that they could go free from bondage of Egypt. God gave them a Passover lamb and told them take the lamb without blemish, without spot. And when they slew that lamb and put the blood on the post and the post of the door that when the death angel came by and he saw the blood, he would pass by. We see they've done that. Read chapter 15. Moses and the children of Israel sang unto the Lord when they crossed over. They had been delivered and God delivered them. So they got to the other side and they start singing. But then it didn't take long. They got to start murmuring and griping and complaining. We could have just stayed back in Egypt. We had all the food we needed over there. But you brought us over here to die. God told Moses, I'll give you something. I'll give you something. Tell them I will rain something down every morning for them have. You say, what does that got to do with us? I see the church in what Moses did for Egypt. I see the church in it. God sent a man, the man of Christ Jesus. He was our deliverer. We was in bondage of sin. Uh, we had no hope and uh, uh, no way of getting out of that. Uh, but he shed his blood, and he took his blood and put it on the uh, atonement seat for us, on that mercy seat. Now I'm free from the sin of And then he gave us something to sustain us every day of our life. What did he give you? The book you have in your hand. The word of God that sustains me, that lifts me up, that encourages me. And listen to me, when I get to singing at sometimes I, my heart just gets overwhelmed with the songs of the Lord. When I'm feeling down, I look into the word of God and it lifts me up and encourages me. When I'm going through a dark place, I go to the word of God and it helps me through that dark place. I, I see the church and what Moses did and how he went to Egypt and delivered the, the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. Jesus Christ came to this world and died on the cross to deliver us out of the bondage of sin. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 8 and 3 says, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, and fed them with manna. Which thou knowest not, neither did they, thy fathers know, that they might make thee know the man doeth not live by bread only, but out of every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It didn't matter how dark the night was. God always had bread for them in the morning time. I, I've been through some dark times. I've been through the dark places in my life. And the only thing that got me through was the Word of God. Knowing that God was beside me. I'd fall to my knees and read the Bible and God would fill my soul. The Lord would give me bread in that dark place. You want the bread of God in your dark place tonight. We would never have made it this far without the manner of God. Without the bread of God. Without this we would be nothing today. We need the bread of God in our lives today. Let me show you three things about this bread of life. We see the purpose of this bread. In verse number 3, And the children of Israel said unto them, What is God? We have the diet in the hands of the Lord in the land of Egypt. We sat by the flesh pots. We did eat bread to the fore for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill the whole congregation with hunger. Now watch the response of the Lord to Moses. They're already looking back to the world. They're already looking back to where they came from. They saw what they was doing there. They may have been in bondage, but yet they said we have plenty to eat. Watch the response of the Lord. He said in verse number four. Then said the Lord to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven. God said, I'm going to give you something that you need, something that will keep you going. That you're not looking back. You know what? I find this out in our lives today. If we don't get into the Word of God every day, if we're not praying every day, we start looking backwards. We'll start looking back at the world, where I was at in the world, what I was doing in the world. But God says, I'm going to give you something that's going to keep you going forward and not looking back. That's what He told people here. I'm going to give you something. Every day you go, you're going to get bread. It's going to remind you that the good part of it to be here. It's good to be here. You know why God gave us the Word? The purpose of the Word of God gave us is to keep us from going back to the world which we came out of. There's not one of us can stand here tonight and say I would I I would have been faithful because I had good ideas. I, I would have been faithful because it's just who I am. Not one of us could have been that. If it had not been for the Word of God, uh, you would have not been faithful. Uh, you would have turned back, back to your old ways, uh, back to your old condition. It took the Word of God, in the, were rooted and grounded in the Word of God, to keep you going forward towards God. Amen. Some of you here tonight, because you heard some preaching, that pricked your heart, and you, God just moved on you. So it's a better way to go towards God than is living in the world like you live today. And it took the book to sustain them from all of the things tonight. The Bible says, sustain from all appearance of evil. The book says, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, you should live soberly, righteous, and godly in this present world. You made it this far because of the word of God. That is in your life. That is in your soul. You have not turned back because it's keeping you looking forward to God. You know why people keep going back to the world? They don't have enough steady diet of a manner of God. Some of them keep looking back at the world saying to themselves, well... It wasn't that bad in the world. I didn't have it such a bad way. They got off a steady diet of reading the Word of God. They got off a steady diet of praying to God. And the world became larger in their vision today. The purpose of the manna was to keep them from going back. They were looking back to Egypt and the manna was to keep them from going back to Egypt. You want to stay going for God, you get a steady data of the word, word of God in your life. You get into the Word of God every day. But the problem is some Christians, they don't get enough of the Word of God until the Sunday morning when the preacher opens a Bible and reads a few scriptures. That's all they get for the week. And that cannot help you. You've got a purpose in your heart to get up in the morning and read the Word of God and let God move into your life. It will sustain you. It will guide you. It will direct you this evening. There was the purpose of this manner. There, there was a preparation. Let me see there. Let me see. There's a preparation in verse number 5. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Numbers 11 and 8, and the people went about and gathered around the mills, and they beat the mortars, they baked it in the pans, they ground it up, they made wafers out of it, and it tastes like fresh oil, it tastes like wafers. God gave it to them, but they had to gather it. They had to bake it. They had to make cakes out of it. Now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. They did this for 40 years. 40 years. They got real familiar with this matter. They got real familiar with this matter. They knew what they could make out it. They knew how to prepare it. They knew what they needed. they done this for 40 years, except on Sabbath. And God said them on this... Fifth day gathered twice as much. I, I see a lot of problems with a lot of older Christians today. And some of them can't even find the book of Hosea in the Bible. And some of them, when you find them, said go to Job, they say there's no such book in the Bible. Job, all I can find is job. Amen. That tells me you're not familiar with the Word of God. You're not gotten into the Word of God. You say, well, I have a problem with remembering. No, the problem is that you don't handle it enough. You're not in it enough. You're not turning the pages. You're not reading God. God's not directing your Bible because you don't open it up. You're not familiar with the Word of God. You've done your jobs, most of us done our jobs for 10, 20, 30 years. You knew what your job expected of you every day. I didn't go to my work and got there in the morning and said, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do that. No, I've been doing it for so many years, I knew what to do. I could do it blindfolded. But when it comes to the Word of God, we haven't handled it enough to know what God has said. And we wonder why we're in the condition that we're in because we just don't handle the Word of God enough. The Bible says, Study and show thyself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the Word of truth. How can you divide something if you don't know it? If you don't know the truth, you can't divide it. you got to know the truth. We're to seek, we're to search, we're to study. That's preparing. As the people of Israel, they prepared the manna for 40 years. We're doing the same thing in the Word of God. We're seeking, we're searching, we're preparing ourselves in the Word of God. That's the purpose of the manna. It's get you keep you from going back to the world we live in today. And it was enough. Every man gathered according to... To his eating. Why? Well, just looking around the room. Some of us eat more than others. Amen. Well, why is it? Well, a baby don't eat as much as a uh, brother here. Some of us eat twice as much than him. So every day you gather according to your eating. Let me just say this: God has given everyone as a measure of faith, and you ought to get in the Bible as much as you possibly can. It will satisfy you. It will sustain you. And if it was good enough for man, and woman, and boy, girl, and child, it is good enough for everyone as the day. The purpose was to keep them from going back. They had to prepare themselves in the Word of God. They had to make sure they handled the Word of God. Did you know there was a pollution of the manna? Verse 19. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left it until the morning, and it breaded worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. Listen to me. If they handled the manna improperly or incorrectly, it got polluted. They were not handling it the way God told them to handle it. Incorrect handling the manner of unbelief. It said they didn't hearken unto Moses what Moses had told them. In other words, they didn't believe what he was saying to them. So that it caused them to handle the matter improperly. They didn't believe what God told them. I'm glad that we are a church that believes the book that we have in our hands tonight. It is the pure, perfect, inspired, infallible Word of God. It does not need changing. It does not need updating. It is the Word of God. I will never stand in the pulpit and throw shadows on the doubt of what the Word of God has said in your hands. I, no other preacher will come in here and put cast doubts on what the Word of God says in the King James Version. Amen. You might have some other version, but the King James Version is a version that we stand on. You say you believe that's the book? I believe it just like it was the manner for the children of Israel. You mean it came from heaven to this world? Yes, I do. I believe that it's incorruptible word of God. But today, men that don't believe the word of God is handling it improperly. What happens if they handle the word of God? It gets polluted. It said it had worms and it stained. That's the problem with the things we're doing today. We've got mistranslations of the Bible. It was mishandled, the Word of God. They corrupted it. Now I believe the book in your hand has the taste of heaven on it. But let me say this. I believe other versions of the Bible they put out today has a taste of hell on it. You say, really, really? Is that true? Yes, I do believe that's true. Because when they had the manna, the manna said it is the Word of God. I look at that compared to the Word of God. The manna said it was sweet. Sweet to the taste. I mean, I'm telling you, every time I open the book here and get into it, it gets te- it gets sweet in my taste. I get excited about it. I get happy about it, and I just can't stop eating. I love butter pecan ice cream. Mm. I try to eat a gallon, a gallon of it a day. I try my best, but I don't do it. I'm down to a pain a day. But I love it, and that's got a sweet taste to it, but the Word of God has got such a sweet taste to it, I cannot put it down. But let me just say this, there are those that mishandle the Word of God and has made it polluted, and the Bible said if they mishandle the matter, it grows worms and stink. Jesus said, in hell where the worm doth not. It's got a taste of hell on it. You look at it. It has a taste of hell on it. In polluted word I, I love some of these preachers today they're, they're preaching this watered down versions of the Bible and try to make everybody feel good about how they are living and what they're doing in their lives that's not me I can't do that I'm just going I, I'm sorry I tell you just how it is and I'm not telling you my personal opinion I'm just telling you what the word of God says it's not my opinion. It's not my word. If it was my word, I'd be looking a whole lot better in it than what I am. Because in this world right here, I am nothing but a low-life sinner. Amen. Saved by grace. Amen. But there are those that preach this watered-down version that makes everybody feels good about their sin they're living in and things that they're doing. I'm telling you, if you mishandle this word, God is going to get you. Let me go and recognize this church. We believe that the King James Bible is a pure word of God. It is the only book that we use here. It is the only book that we preach or teach here. There's no errors in it. It does not need to be updated it will, not, it will not only be the book that we need to get us to heaven, and when we get to heaven, we'll get off there. Amen? Amen. You can like it, bump it, grump it, grind it. I don't care what you do. King James Version. Then we see the palate, the taste of manna. Verse 33. And the house of Israel called the name of their of manna. Do you know why they call it manna? Mana literally means, what's that? I see why they call it mana. What's that? Have you ever been reading the word of God and you come across something and you go, what's that? What does that mean? I may not always understand, but it always tastes good in my mouth. It is what I needed when I needed it. And the house of Israel called them the uh, name of the earth manna, and it was like uh, corn and seed, white, and it tasted it was like wafers made with honey. This is the picture of the Word of God. Why, why would God mix honey in it? The Bible calls it angel food. Man did eat Angel food, what he said. Listen to me. It is incorrupt, has a taste. That incorruptible has a taste of hell. The incorruptible of the word of God has a taste of honey on it. God told Moses, I'm, I'm taking you out of the land that I'm taking you to the land that flows with milk and honey. God was minding them every time they picked up manna. God was telling them this is just a foretaste. This is just a little taste of something to come from, something that you're headed for, that promised land. It's going to be just like this, a little bit of taste to keep your appetite wet until you get into the promised land. Can I tell you that the Bible, I pick up this book and read it, it's just a little taste. To me, to know that that's what home is going to be like. And this is just keeping me my appetite wet to live long enough to go through this journey, not looking back. But this is just a little taste of heaven down here. God gave Ezekiel a roll and told Ezekiel eat the roll. He said, what does it taste like? He said, it tastes like honey. (laughs) It tastes like honey. The book is sweeter than honey and gets sweeter every time I read it. And it keeps me satisfied. It keeps me wanting to look forward to God and not going back to this world. A lot of people don't like this kind of preaching, straightforward, straight to the heart, telling you this the way it is. This, this, this is the first time they complained about the manner, of Numbers eleven four. 4. And the mixed multitude that were among them fell lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish that we had did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried up. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. They're saying, "We're sick and tired of this manna that you've given us every day. You're giving it to us from heaven, but we're just tired of it. I want some meat. People will sit in a church that has light shows, smoke screens, rock and roll concerts, stand up, yell, yay, yay, yay. That's what I want. That's what I need. That's what I desire. And they have no word of God being preached to them. uh, There's nothing condemning their hearts for the things they're doing. They will do that all day long. But when they get to a church and say, hey, hey, we're just going to tell you, thus says the word of God. You live in sin. You die in sin. Hell's going to be your home. I can't show sugarcoat that. And they can't sit here for 30 or 40 minutes doing that. You just preach too rough, preacher. I'm not preaching rough. I'm trying to to keep you out of hell. You say, well, I don't believe in hell. If you don't believe in hell today, there's going to be a day you will believe in hell. You're going to stand before God one day and give an account for everything you've done. I don't believe that don't believe it. But you're going to do it one day. And when you get there, remember this old gray-headed preacher told me, hey, he said this was going to happen. I'm going to stand and give an account for all the things I've done. I never trusted Jesus Christ. I never bowed my knee down. I never called him Lord of Lords. I never said anything. But now, gee, God says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you and cast you into the lake of fire where you burn for eternity. All eternity. We see the preposition of the manner. Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded. Fill an omer and keep it for your generation that you may see bread wherewith I have led you into the wilderness. When I brought you forth from the land of Egypt, and Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot, put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it upon the Lord to keep for generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it before the testimony to be kept. Do you know what this pot of manna is? It was in the Ark of Covenant of God. And this manna was in the ark for over 800 years. Last time you read about the ark in 2 Chronicles chapter 35, and it never got old, it never had worms, and it did not stink. It was as fresh as it was the day they put it in that ark. It preserved for over 800 years. If you going to pop the top on it right then and there, you'd have looked at it and said, that's good enough to eat right now. And if you just reached down and pinched off a piece and put it in your mouth, it would taste like honey. What are you trying to say, preacher? have something that is just as fresh, just as flavorful, just as powerful as the, God, the day God spoke it. I believe that every word is in the Bible is just as perfect and pure as the day God handled it and gave it to this world today. And he put it down on paper, the manna preserved for years and years and years and years. And also the manna didn't preserve, but also preserved the children of Israel. Verse 35, and the children of Israel did eat manna for 40 years until they came into the land of inhabitant. They did eat manna until they came until the borders of the land of Canaan. They ate that manna until they came to the promised land. It was enough to get them from Egypt to the promised land. I'm telling you that tonight. It's going to be enough to get you from this place, this dark world that we live in today to the next world to come. It is going to preserve you till that day arrives. And I think we all should come to the altar tonight and say, Lord, I just want to thank you for preserving me. I want to thank you for saving me. I want to thank you for giving me something that's going to be enough to get me to the other side, to the promised land. Lord, thank you for the man of Lord. Thank you for the word of God. Because in your dark places, In your dark times of life, there will be a word of God. And it will help you through. It will see you through. But if you mishandle it, it's going to foul you. It's going to ruin you. But handle it properly.